you know, that's one of the keys to long-term health and well-being and vitality. When you do get blown off track, when you do become temporarily derailed, get back on track as soon as possible. Not to let a temporary setback become a permanent way of being in the world. To get back in alignment with your values, in alignment with the habits you want to live your life by. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. Christmas can be a wonderful time of year, a time to look forward to gathering with family and friends, to rejoice in the spirit of the festive season with lots of wonderful food and seasonal gifts and goodies. But of course, the holiday season can also be a very stressful time for many as well. Financial pressure from materialism, pressure to be perfect, pressure to get it all done. And all of this can increase feelings of anxiety, tension and toxic stress. Christmas can be bad for your health. Emotional stressors, overeating, less exercise and movement, and of course, stress and all those stress hormones further deplete willpower, increase your tendency to binge eat or drink with that extra mince pie or open that extra bottle of wine. And all of this can result in weight gain. In fact, research shows that many adults gain several pounds over the holidays, then lose a couple of those added pounds in the new year, but more often than not, hold on to at least one pound each year. And this slow mission creep in terms of steady weight gain over the years can lead to significant weight gain. So with that in mind, here are some tips for a more mindful Christmas and holiday season this year. And by that, I mean being able to maximize the enjoyment while minimizing the downsides in terms of toxic stress and those potential extra few pounds on New Year's Day. You know, holiday time does not need to be synonymous with weight gain. And let's start with gratitude because, you know, gratitude is a wonderful natural stress buster. I consider it to be like an anti-anxiety vaccine. Research has shown that it calms those parts of the brain that deal with detection of threat and the control of stress. It boosts your psychological health, builds resilience, boosts your emotional bank account, supports more emotional well-being. And, you know, choosing to build that habit of expressing gratitude at the start of each day provides you with a daily reset to choose gratitude over scarcity and negativity, to focus on what's positive and right as opposed to what's negative and wrong about any situation you get to choose. Next, I want to talk about mindset. I think it's so helpful to avoid the tendency of the all or nothing mindset. By that, I mean that the idea that you're just going to cut loose throughout December and, you know, overeat and overindulge right throughout the holiday season and then expect to, you know, get really back into uber shape and fitness in January. You know, if you get up on the weighing scales on the 1st of January and you've gained, you know, five or six pounds, that can be extremely uh, demotivating for anyone. Furthermore, the vast majority of people fail to keep New Year resolutions. In fact, more than 90% fail to. So taking that in mind, as opposed to an all or nothing 
mindset of, you know, breaking out right throughout December. Why not take a middle ground? You know, choose to keep the health enhancing habits you already have. By that, I mean, choose to keep exercising throughout December. Choose to eat healthily most of the time. But of course, give yourself permission to enjoy the special occasions without feeling weighed down with with feelings of guilt afterwards. Next, I want to mention mindful eating. And, you know, mindful eating is such an important idea, the idea of being fully present when you're eating. That's the whole essence of mindfulness, being fully present to whatever activity you're doing while you're there, giving it your full attention. In other words, avoiding distraction. You know, distraction is so dangerous in terms of our attention span, because what it does is it diverts your attention. And in terms of your eating choices, your brain can't properly record or register how much food you've eaten. And the result is that you will be likely to eat at least 10% more during the meal if you're distracted, for example, eating while on your phone or eating while you're watching TV and so on. And you'll be inclined to eat 25% more at your next meal. So, you know, distraction and distracted eating is, is definitely bad for your health. There's an African proverb that says, you may outrun what's running beside you, but you'll never outrun what's running inside of you. And by that, I mean that if you're running away from something, if you're saying to yourself, I'm never eating chocolate again, I'm banning chocolate, you know, that's likely to backfire because, you know, when you're feeling stressed or your willpower is depleted, your brain is going to start craving and wanting more of this uh, forbidden item, in this case, chocolate. And you will tend to overeat chocolate when you get the opportunity to get your hands on it. So it's much better to have a much more mindful approach, a much more middle of the road approach to your eating choices. Perhaps looking at foods as being either everyday foods, like your color, your healthy foods, your, your fruit, and veg, and so on. And then your, your sometimes foods, your foods that you eat for special occasions or for treats and enjoy those. And uh, don't beat yourself up when you do have them. Be fully present and, and enjoy them fully as you should at the festive season. As I like to say, we're all creatures of habit. We make our habits and then our habits make us. And, you know, it's what you do 95% of the time that really matters most. And it's really consistency is the key. It's so important during the holiday season to get enough sleep because if you shortchange your sleep, hormonal changes in the brain will result in you craving more carb-rich calories with a tendency to overeat and really not, not being aware of when you're full. And um, so getting enough sleep is really important. Of course, when you're sleep deprived as well, you, you'll live more on the fight or flight stressed state and all of those stress hormones will, will cause you to tend to store more fat and gain more weight. You know, mindful choices uh, is really a really interesting idea in terms of shopping, you know, because we make perhaps up to 200 food related decisions each day. The vast majority of those occur without our awareness. And that's why it's so important uh, to be aware of the tendency to impulse buy. And you're far more likely to impulse buy if you spend more time in a shop, if you shop without a list, if you shop when you're hungry and so on. And, uh, you know, many purchases in uh, supermarkets are unplanned. And it's an interesting idea as well, this whole idea of stockpiling. This is something people talk about polar bear syndrome, the tendency to kind of want to hibernate during winter when it's cold and it's dark. And winter blues can tie in with this feeling more sluggish, craving more carbs and there can be a tendency to want to kind of stockpile, keep the fridge and the cupboards absolutely full and overfull during the festive season. But actually, if you buy in a lot of these um, carb-rich foods in advance for special occasions, the tendency is you'll probably eat them. And research has shown that, that you're, you're, you're going to be far more likely to eat a lot more on a daily basis. Bottom line is that buying foods as close 
to the particular celebrations as you need them is the best. So out of sight, out of mind. And uh, if your cupboard is filled with mince pies, don't be surprised if you start eating lots of mince pies every single day (laughs) during the holiday season. If you're a leader who recognises, particularly since COVID-19, that living with vitality and building a more resilient mind matter now more than ever for you and your team, then this podcast is for you. For further details, visit drmarkrow.com. Can I just talk for a minute about self-care? Because self-care is not selfish. It's not narcissistic. It's so important. And when you, you know, when you're feeling at your best, you have far more energy and uh, bandwidth to give to those people that matter. So self-care is really an investment for your entire family. And I'm just saying this as a little reminder to give yourself permission to prioritize your own health and well-being, to keep doing those little things that keep you feeling well. Maybe it's that walk in the woods, the yoga class, a hot bath, even perhaps a swim. But all of these things that enable you to feel, feel good are really so, so important to maintain throughout your holiday season. I think it's also important to lighten up and let go of regrets, let go of this idea of perfectionism. Christmas and the holiday season is a time when people do tend to overindulge. And that's that's okay, you know, but beware of the trap of, you know, overindulging and then being racked with guilt, feeling terrible, being filled with recrimination and then going out and doing the same thing again to kind of massage the guilt, as it were. The best way to counteract this tendency to beat yourself up with your inner critic of guilt and regret and perfectionism is this very important idea of self-compassion, because self-compassion is so important to treat yourself as you would a good friend, to give yourself the same patience and empathy and kindness and support, to give yourself a break. Let go of the regrets if you have a Christmas blowout and let go of the shame and the guilt and simply lighten up and appreciate you're a human being and you're not perfect. Research has shown that when you choose to live through the lens of self-compassion, you'll become more resilient, but you'll also become more accountable to yourself and that will build your self-control and that will build your capacity and ability to make more health enhancing choices going forward on a longer term basis. And, you know, that's one of the keys to long term health and well-being and vitality is when you do get blown off track, when you do become temporarily derailed, get back on track as soon as possible. And, you know, not to let a temporary setback become a, you know, a permanent way of being in the world, to get back in align with your values, in align with the habits you want to live your life by. And of course, I think it's so important to remember the spirit of Christmas and the spirit of the holiday season. And, you know, interesting research has shown that spending money on gifts for other people can make you much happier than spending it on yourself. An interesting research from Positive Psychology back in 2008 found that when participants were asked to rate their happiness in the morning, uh, they were subsequently given an envelope. And that envelope had money in it, either $5 or $20, which they had to spend that day. And participants were randomly assigned to either spend the money on a bill, like an expense, or secondly, a gift for themselves, or thirdly, a gift for someone else. They were seen again and Independent of the amount that they could spend, the participants that bought a gift for someone else showed the greatest increase in happiness. And the bottom line is that spending money to buy gifts for others, in other words, being more other-centered, makes you happier than buying a gift for yourself. 
another piece of research has looked very closely at the types of things associated with Christmas holiday well-being. And it's found that Christmas happiness is associated with family, with religious experiences, and, you know, lower happiness and lower overall well-being is associated with receiving gifts and spending money. All in all, it appears that being generous, being kind, and connecting with family are the most important attributes to having a happier Christmas and holiday season. So finally, wherever you are right now, I want to thank you for listening to my podcast in the doctor's chair and wish you a holiday season filled with peace and vitality. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast in the doctor's chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com. 